For those of you who listened to the podcast a few weeks ago, you will remember me saying that I was going to put an offer on my Month to Manifest program. Month to Manifest is the easiest manifestation course on the market right now. My intention when creating this course was allow it to be easy, simple, time efficient, like I'm not about things that take me a lot of time or I just won't do them. So this requires at the most five minutes of your time a day to be able to really hone your intentions on a daily basis. And not only that, one of the things we have done is to create a community of like-minded people where we meet once a month on a live and we set our intentions for the month ahead. It is so powerful and you'll get to meet those like-minded people who share in your joy and in your love of manifestations and we all lift each other up. It is so amazing. I love it and I would love you to join. One of the things that I have always wanted to do as well is to make this affordable and not only is it affordable every day but I am also giving you a discount on that right now. All you have to do is DM me the word manifest on Instagram and I will send you the unique discount code. Come and join us. Welcome back to the Unbreakable Mindset Podcast with me, your host, Jude Daunt. How are you all doing? Let me fill you in a little bit on what's been going on for me. So I have been (laughs) thinking recently how my diary's just been so full and I've not had time to work on the business. And because the universe always delivers, it does always listen to us. So remember, make sure that you are asking for exactly what you want. That space has opened up in my diary. I am taking on less one-to-one clients now and, um, A lot of my current clients are coming towards the end of their coaching program or we are having bigger gaps between the sessions, which has opened up the diary for me, meaning I can now get working on some really chunky things and it feels really good. Don't get us wrong, it was a little bit scary last week and I was like (laughs) thinking, I'm so used to being so busy and, and feeling like I'm being reactive rather than proactive and... And, and feeling like I'm chasing my tail all the time. And it got to the point last week where I was like, oh, the space in my diary. Which, on a, on a positive, it meant I could work from home a little bit. Because I didn't need to be in the office. Um, because of, you know, I was just doing kind of, yeah, working on the business. Rather than having clients and things like that. So, so yeah, which is good because the gas has been off in the building for... Oh God, I think it's like two weeks now and it's so cold. Like I know first world problems, like there are people much more worse off than me and boy, have I been sitting in gratitude for all the times that the office is warm. (laughs) I'm thinking back to times when I walk into the office and you know, I've got the timer set, so, you know, my my office is always toasty warm when I come in, which is, you know, amazing and and how lucky am I that that is normally the case so I am missing that right now and I am 
sitting in gratitude for all of that time and praying and hoping that the the gas will come back on very soon because we have it's very all building I should say that first of all it's very all building with not much it's probably got not much insulation this building it's an old fire station and it's actually called the old fire station it's not like a um what would you call it like the ones that you would have seen from the 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 kind of 60s or 80s it's very much a victorian fire station if that was even a thing <laughs> maybe it's a little bit later than that so i just paused the podcast there just to double check because i'm like i'm sure it's victorian and then i started to think would they have had fire station anyway it is victorian it was built in 1894 anyway irrelevant it's absolutely freezing so i'm sat snuggled up to an electric heater most of the time and I've been working hard on not feeling sad about it because I hate being cold. And I know that does affect my mood, which is ridiculous. So I'm having a word with myself and I'm correcting it every time I'm like, I don't know, my hands are freezing cold and um, and I'm just feeling a bit like, oh, I'm sick of being cold. And then correct myself and go, right, what else can I do? Go make yourself a cup of coffee. And that's what I want to talk to you about today is awareness of thought. This feeds in so well to the back end of last week's episode. Now, last week's episode was called The Pre-Manifestation Secret to Happiness. And the purpose of that episode was to get you into a really good headspace so you could understand what ingredients add up to your happiness. Because as we know, it's not once you get the thing that you're automatically happy. We have to work on cultivating our happiness because if you're not used to it, it, happiness can feel uncomfortable (laughs) because you might not be somebody who is in that headspace. So therefore, when something good happens, you might just then go to worrying about something that hasn't happened already. You might be in that headspace. What I wanted to go through in this episode is that awareness of thought. Because when you can control thought, oh my God, it is so powerful, so powerful. It can absolutely change our whole day. But also, as you know, if you're a regular listener, if you're in a law of attraction, when we are happy, we vibrate higher energy fields. And this allows manifestation to happen so easily. But I mean, not only that, oh my God, does it feel good. <laughs> like the purpose of everything is to be happy. That is why you're doing your vision boards, because you think it's going to feel good when you get that thing. But what if you could cultivate that feeling now? And it is honestly easier than you probably realize to be able to control it. But the likelihood is, is you're probably someone who is being used to being controlled and dictated to by their own thoughts. And isn't that nuts? Like when you think about it and you lay it down, The cause of all of our unhappiness is the thoughts that we have. Because we all have the ability to think a different thought. We all have the ability to look at something from a different angle. 
you know, one of the greatest gifts that coaching gave me was that any time I feel like I've hit a block or a client tells me something hasn't worked out for them or they've hit a block, my head goes to the positive bias. It always looks for the opportunity. It always looks for the lesson. It always looks for the route to happiness. Now, I know that me sitting here and saying it's easy and we have control over it might feel impossible for you right now. And you might be thinking, I am not listening to this. I'm switching it off. I'm turning off right now. She doesn't know what she's talking about. And I have to be so aware of thought right now because of my hormones, you know, perimenopause. As a woman, we get, in fact, I don't know whether this is a male thing as well, but I've, I've no idea. But all I know is for a woman, our cortisol spikes in a morning and our estrogen works to control the spike. It's a natural thing that we have. And when you're going through perimenopause, you have less estrogen in your body. So therefore, your stress level hormone is naturally higher. So awareness of thought is crucial for me right now because my hormones are wanting me to just (laughs) go to crazy places. So I have to have a lot of awareness of thought to be able to counterbalance where my hormones want to take my mood because they absolutely want to control my mood. And I'm so determined that that's not going to happen. Now, now that's not an automated process for me as it has been in the past. You know, I've trained my brain to go to the positive bias. So therefore it requires effort. And this is what I want you to realize is that just because you listen to a podcast and you've read a book and you kind of know the rough workings out of what you can do, that all of a sudden you are going to be able to do this. You know, we talk about this all the time in terms of if you want to manifest running a marathon, that's going to require you to do some training. (laughs) You can't just finish the marathon and it'd be easy. You need to be able to put in the training to be able to do that. Likewise, if you want to be able to control your thoughts, you need to put in the groundwork. If you want to train any muscle, you've got to do it daily. And this is what I want you to take away from this episode. And it's going to be a lovely little kind of exercise that you can do with yourself is just be so conscious of thought that you become the observer, that you are standing outside of yourself and looking at how that thought is making you feel. Now, this might be different for each one of you, and some of you, it might be very similar. So for me to have awareness of thought, I recognize when I'm a little flat, right? So what that looks like to me is that, my energy, my energy is low, and 
even some of the simplest things feel a little bit difficult. So rather than having a little spark in my step and coming into the office and thinking this is going to be a great day, it might feel a little bit effortful. So that's my first awareness that my thoughts aren't in the right place. So then I can start to ask myself, right, why do I not feel great today? Now that's a that's an easy one because you're not stuck in thought, so you don't have to disconnect from it. It's an awareness of my mood. Now, if you are stuck in thought and you are fearful of something happening in your business or that you are ruminating on something somebody said or you're worried what somebody else thinks, all of those things that cause you to be stuck in that situation, you need to first of all acknowledge that you've lost control of thought. When your head's going to negative space and you feel like you're ruminating on the same things and it's making you feel bad, you are lost in thought. To gain control back of that, you've got to connect with your nervous system. Now for me, my nervous system, when I have a stressful thought or a thought that's on repeat, a thought that I feel is negative, then I know it affects my chest, right? There's a bit of a tightness, a bit of that, a bit of a weight. So what I do to connect with my nervous system is I take a deep inhale through my nose and I push my chest out. I fill my air, I fill my lungs with air. And that is gaining control back of my nervous system because my thought wants me to go to an uncomfortable space. When my head goes to an uncomfortable space, it affects my body. Now it will do for you and you've got to figure out what that looks like. Some people get a dry throat, some people get tense muscles, you know, you might have muscle ache, you might feel tired, you might feel like you've got a bit of a pain in your tummy. Now, when I first started getting anxiety, when I was 11, the thing that stopped me going to school for a long time were these pains in my tummy. And I didn't know what it was. And neither did the doctors. (laughs) So they sent me back and forward for about a year to the hospital before they figured out what it was. In fact, they didn't even figure it out. They thought it was an ulcer, which it probably was, but the ulcer was caused by stress. And so if you have, because I'm trying to put my head back in that space, if you feel like it's connected with your tummy, then I want you to place the hand over your tummy and do that breathing work in and out until you feel like you're easing that discomfort a little bit. And it's not going to be fully eased, but what it's absolutely going to help you to do is to minimize that discomfort and help you to disconnect from thought. Once you've disconnected from thought, you can then step outside of yourself and ask yourself, right, is this thought helpful? That's stage one. 
is there anything I can do to support myself in this moment? Is there any action I can take? Is there anything that's causing me to feel overwhelmed? Is there anything that I'm procrastinating over? Is there any truth in the thought that I'm having? I was talking about this to a client the other day and one of the the things that triggered them was when they worry they've done something wrong or somebody thinks less of them or when there's confrontation and my you know my neighbors have done this to me in the past where they've had a bit of confrontation with me they're not they've not been the kindest of people and they've no I've allowed myself to feel bad I was gonna say they've made me feel bad but I've allowed myself to feel bad and you know or just picky things like um, there's shared grass out the back and my this is when my daughter was a bit younger my daughter was playing so I can see outside the kitchen window I could see them because um, I think they were only you know maybe it's like 10 or something at the time so they're kind of just playing on the grass but I could see them from the kitchen window and my next door neighbour knocked on the glass and told them to move further down because she didn't want them outside her window. Now it's shared grass and if they'd moved further down I wouldn't be able to see them. So it's just little things like that where they've been confrontational and mean-spirited and there's been you know a lot more examples than that and it's caused me to feel bad and When I was feeling bad about it and frustrated and sad because I felt like, you know, I've got this dream house and they're making me feel bad about living here. Now, all of that is on me. You know, we talked about it last week in terms of the the actions of other people shouldn't allow us to feel bad. You know, we can pull it apart, we can question it, right? Did I do anything wrong? And I had to do that work, right? Have I done anything wrong that could have upset them since I moved in? And I looked at the evidence and all the evidence pointed to was actually that I've been nice. And, you know, if I saw the granddaughter walking home from work, I offered her a lift. When we had some party food left over from a party I knocked on the door and gave them food when when the daughter needed to print something out and they'd run out of printer I allowed them to use my printer so all of the evidence stacked to me being a good neighbor and yet on the flip side of it that wasn't coming back to me and it was making me feel bad they were making me feel bad but I was allowing it <laughs> I was allowing that in rather than looking at evidence You know where it took me back to? It took me back to feeling like I wasn't good enough. Feeling like I was the kid at school that might not come from money. Feeling like I was the thick one at school. All of these things. Now that is totally on me, right? Like they can be mean-spirited and, you know, um, and and, and not very nice. You know, the time that my mum was in hospital dying... I didn't have time to pick up a parcel from next door. 
and I hadn't slept and, you know, been in and back in in hospital for, for a few days at this point. And the oldest one out of the, the family knocked on my door and was like, here's your parcel. And I was like, okay. And I just took it off her and I didn't say anything. And she was waiting for me to say something, to say thank you, to apologize. But the way she spoke to me was awful. She didn't want to deliver that parcel to me. She was doing it out of spite because it had been there for two days, but not kind of appreciating anything. Granted, she didn't know what I was going through, but there's no need to be like that. You know, like it could easily have been that I didn't have the, the I have, might not have got a confirmation that the parcel was next door. There could have been many things, but to just presume that I'm lazy or ungrateful, whatever it was she was presuming, but she was being mean anyway. So now I jump to making sure that, you know, if I'm not in the house and the doorbell rings, I quickly answer it because I've got one of those ones that you can answer on your phone and I will get the the posty guy to drop it anywhere but that house because I don't want to have to feel bad about myself going to pick that up. Now, the reason why I gave that example is because that example is something out of my control. I can't control other people's behaviors, but I can control how I feel about it. And that required me to do a bit of digging on, why am I feeling like this? This is nuts. Why am I allowing other people to make me feel bad? Because I've done nothing wrong. And yet I felt shame. For whatever reason, I felt shame and it connected. When I was doing the work, I went on a, I went on a bit of a walk and when I was kind of coming back and walking and, and, and looking at their house, it hit me why I was feeling that way. They, their behavior was making me feel bad about myself. And I didn't feel good enough. So I had to look at the evidence. And again, this is what I want you to do. I feel like I've gone too much into that story for you. <laughs> but I want to give you different examples of how external circumstances can affect our mood but showing you that we still have control over it so even when someone is causing us to feel bad about ourselves we can still control that we look at evidence is there evidence to prove that I've been a bit of a you know that I deserved it put it that way or is this unjust now none of that changes the situation but it allows me to get perspective on why I'm feeling the way I do and to be able to change thought and for me to recognize do you know what actually I'm I'm the good one in this <laughs> I haven't done anything wrong so I don't need to feel bad and it's as simple as that it doesn't require me to have a conversation it doesn't re- require me to have conflict it doesn't require anything apart from awareness of thought and for me to gain clarity over those thoughts And I invite you to practice this moment by moment on a daily basis to check in. Where's your head at? Where's your thoughts going? Are your thoughts serving you or are they taking you down a path? And say, for example, you were sat worrying about, I don't know, your business, right? You're worrying about your business. Are you going to make any money in your business? Rather than sat fearing it, and worrying it. Look at the evidence. Is it true or not true? And then start looking at what you can do. What actions can you take? 
What is somebody who is successful doing that you might not be doing? Where can you take back control? Because what those thoughts do is cause low mood. What those thoughts do is cause us to not take action. What those thoughts do is cause us to get overwhelmed. It is a steady spiral when we have negative thoughts. Because negative thoughts do not produce positive outcomes. That's a given. So once you have control over your thoughts, you can see things so much more clearly. You know, you become... You become your own coach. You become that friend who's got great advice that when you're feeling a bit crap and you know you have a coffee with them, oh my God, you feel so much better. You become that person, but you can do it for you. And I don't want you sat there thinking it's not possible because it is so possible to control thought. You know, that is what my methodology is based on. The unbreakable mindset is based on that ability to be able to control your mindset and have an unbreakable mindset. And there are many other parts, you know, it'd be a very short <laughs> coaching program if it was just 20 minutes long and doing what I told you. But it is not impossible to be able to control those thoughts. It's just you've allowed that to happen for such a long time. So get into the habit of doing the work. It is going to require daily effort on your part. And there's certain steps that you might need to do in terms of connecting with your nervous system and how it's affecting your physical body. But again, it's all awareness. And I'd love to know how you get on with this. Please do drop me a DM on Instagram when you've started working through this process. Tell me what your results are. Tell me what you've been able to turn around where your head was going and now where it is. Honestly, I would love that feedback. If you are listening to this in real time, then I am sending out our Black Friday offer on email. You'll only be able to get it on email. So if you want to find out what our Black Offer is, then drop me your name and email address on Instagram and I'll make sure you are added to the email list. Our Black Friday offer starts on the 19th of November and it will finish on the 30th of November. Have an amazing week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Unbreakable Mindset podcast with me, your host, Jude Don't. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do share with others. And it would mean a huge deal to me if you would rate, review, follow and subscribe on your podcast app. This will allow the podcast to keep growing and going to new audiences. And if you want to know all the ways in which you can work with me directly, please visit judedontcoach.com coaching.co.uk the links will be in the show notes